Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, where we feature great interviews, inspiring stories, and candid conversations. So join us. Hey, this is Sea Wolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, SubmarineWife.com. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. On today's show, we have a lot planned, so sit back and relax. Military spouse employment can be the key to a military family's quality of life. On today's episode, we've got you covered on the job hunt. You'll want to join us as we welcome Katherine Trotman from Resume Place, the author of 10 Steps to a Federal Job. Also joining us, John DePiro from USAA's Military Talent Recruitment. As a top 10 military spouse employer, USAA is committed to recruiting the best and the brightest. So listen in as we learn what you should know when it comes to pursuing a career with USAA. And just in time for Valentine's Day delivery, Deborah, founder of wireacake.com, also stops by to talk about how we can send a homemade cake to our loved ones deployed or at home. So please sit back and join us. This is Wendy, and I'm here with Marla. Hey, girl. Hey. I didn't know you noticed I appeared. (laughs) Yay, you appeared. Can you believe it's been a week? We always say that. (laughs) Today I feel like it was just yesterday. I didn't even realize it was Tuesday until like 4.30. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Tuesday. I know. You're like, is it Monday? Yes. So I'm glad that um, all of our listeners are hanging out with us. I'm glad that you're here as well. I just opened up the chat room, and new tonight we have Carissa helping us in the chat and I need to go back there and um, just see if she's in there yet. And um, our chat room with Blog Talk Radio sometimes gets a little sticky, and I just opened it, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like right now it kicked me out. So oh, I think if you're trying to get into the in. chat room, I apologize if it's if it's not working because it just kicked me out. So It might have kicked you out because I got in. I went in there. I'll get out oh. there. You try. Okay. All right. I'll try in a little bit. Um, But, yes, for all of our live listeners, we're very happy that you're with us tonight. It's going to be a jam-packed show. And for everybody listening to us in the archives, too. So do you want to tell everybody how they can be a part of our show? Hopefully we'll get some calls tonight. We'll actually have quite a few guests on on deck that they can call into. Cool. Well, our show is always better with our listeners involved, so we invite you to sit back and enjoy the next hour. Whether your husband is home, on duty, at sea, or deployed in the sand, we invite you to join our conversation. We want to remind everyone tonight that if you are listening to us live, you can join the conversation by joining us in the chat room by clicking on the flashing green chat now button or calling in, or you can also send us a private message inside the chat room. Um, We just ask that you remember OPSEC, Operational Security, when doing all your communications, we ask that you use your first name only. No discussion of ship, unit, or boat names, boat movement, or names in conjunction with your command. Doing so ensures that you are keeping our husbands safe. If you are on Twitter, you can send us a tweet message at my military life. And if you are listening to us live, we encourage you to log, get, join and log into Blog Talk Radio so you can enter the chat room. And you can also request to be on our friends list. 
If you do join, we ask that you click on the little red heart to make our show your favorite. Our show airs every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, and we encourage you to join us live or on demand via iTunes. Yes, we are very happy to have you all here. And I'm just seeing a message in the chat room. Carissa, she's a brand-new Navy wife. She is, when I say brand-new, she is brand-new. I think she's 19, Marla. Do you remember being 19? Yeah, but we weren't with the Navy yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, really, do you even remember? So thank you to Carissa. She's in the chat room, and she is moderating for us tonight because we have so many guests coming on, and we just want to make sure that everyone gets taken care of and welcomed. We are very um, thankful for our live listeners. So if you're listening live and you haven't clicked into the chat, please do so. We want you there. So, All right, Marla, so we have just a few minutes before our first guest arrives. And, um, you know, I, I just want to take a, a couple seconds to say if you are, to our favorite listeners, if you haven't already given to the Haiti relief effort, it's really easy. We talked about this last last time. Um, you can text on your phone, uh, your cell phone, and you can donate $10 just by texting. And you just um, text the word Haiti to 90999, and $10 will get charged to your phone bill, um, and that $10 will go to the Red Cross. And um, we just encourage everybody to give what you can. But um, if you haven't already done that, do the $10 thing on your cell phone. I think that's the coolest thing. It's I'm easy and geek, it's, but it's, yeah, it's skip, so doable. You know, skip the drive through and go to – or skip the um, Starbucks, whichever your treat is. Skip for this week and, and do the $10. So there's some awesome pictures coming out of Navy.mil on the Comfort have you seen any of yes. them lately? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's very. And powerful. I, um, you know, I friended the Carl Vinson on Facebook, and those pictures are just surreal, totally surreal. Yes, if you guys haven't seen any of those pictures, you definitely want to get on uh, Navy Mill or on Twitter and follow their feeds because. Um, it's just amazing what's going on there, and I think that we can keep everybody in our prayers and the service members that are there helping and long hours and lots of um, dedication happening. I saw a poster today Recruiting Command was doing that had the comfort, and it just oh it tugs at your heart. So it's something we can all um, feel like we're a part of because we're one big Navy family. So. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So anything going on with you this week that we want to talk about in our few minutes that we have? Not really. This has been a pretty boring week. We're getting more snow here in Maryland, and I hate it, and I'm tired of it. And I'm going to run away to a secret private island in the Caribbean. Oh, we want to run away to Hawaii? (laughs) Yes, you already know I want to run away to Hawaii. I know, so next week we're going to do, I'm going to be calling from Hawaii. Aloha. Mahalo, although I don't even know how to say all those words. I'm sort of in that deployment denial stage, but for spouses. Is there such a thing? (laughs) Why are you in a deployment denial stage? Well, one of the first stages of the stages of deployment is denial, right? Right? Yeah. Why are you in denial? Because I'm not packed. I'm not, I don't have anything together, I don't have my video camera, I don't have batteries, I don't have, I don't really have anything. So I'm sort of in that, I guess, what am I going to do? I think I'm actually going to 
to um, maybe try and take off, uh, you know, a little bit hour early Thursday to go make sure I have anything I need to buy. I can go buy, like some like Tylenol PM. I'm really nervous about flying to the middle of the ocean. <laughs> you should be more worried about sitting in the middle of the ocean on an island that is a volcano. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot, Marla. Well, okay, so big in the news this week besides, um, you know, our, our next week's broadcast of, from Hawaii, um, the Oscar nominations are out, and I don't know who, if you all follow that or not, but they're nominating 10 movies this year, which is new. They haven't done that since many, many years ago. And have you seen the list? Do you follow that? I haven't. I've, I've totally been out of the loop. Well, I'm going to tell you just a couple of them because um, I went to see The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock, and I really liked that movie. And that um, uh, she is nominated for for Best Actress, along with Meryl Streep for Julie and Julia. So those are two movies I've actually seen. I won't go I through all. I have actually wanted I've wanted to see both of them, but I haven't yet. I never go to them. I never get to see a movie. The last movie I saw was The Princess and the Frog. I'm a mom. Well, I think this year what they the reason why they they nominated so many is because usually the popular movies are never nominated. Yeah. So they actually expanded the list and usually the num- the movies they've nominate I've never seen. I'm like, what movie is that? I've never seen that. So, um yeah. So there's 10 movies. I won't go through the whole thing. Y'all can Google it. But um the Hurt, the Hurt Locker is nominated for Best Picture, and that's the movie that's about um, EOD. Um, oh, I haven't heard of that one. And I really want to see that. So The Hurt Locker, that is one, Inglorious Bastards, Bastards Up in the Air, which I love. I heard nothing but bad up things in, about up, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious, uh, that other one. <laughs> That that uh, Brad Pitt one. I heard nothing but bad things. Is that I bad? haven't seen it, so I'm I'm thinking we sh- we I don't know we we'll have to. I guess we might have to Netflix it. I have no idea. And Avatar, of course. Although I did I did um, Craig and I were talking, and he told me that he read a story where if you account for inflation and you just go by number of ticket tickets sold, not how much. A movie has physically made is in dollar amount, but just how many people and tickets sold that the number one movie is The Wizard of Oz, not in terms of dollars sold, but just tickets sold. Wow, I really hear that. I really even hear that. So more people have seen that movie than Avatar. That's crazy. in terms of tickets sold, but of course we just hear about which movie made the most money. But Yes. Has anybody not seen Avatar? I haven't seen it. Has everybody seen Avatar? I haven't seen it. I heard good things about it. A friend of mine went with her husband, and they said they really liked it. So it was really good. I really want to see The Blind Side, I think partly because I live in Maryland, and the guy that the movie is about, he now plays for the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm kind of like 
somehow weirdly feeling drawn to it. I don't know. I'm weird. What can I say? Well, um, and you know, he grew up here in Memphis. Yes, that's right. Isn't that funny? I always forget and he went to Ole Miss. In the same state you are. Huh? <laughs> I forget that's right there. You're where like, you what are. does that have to do with anything? I'm that's like, because you're talking about Baltimore Raven. That's totally so much cooler. Just kidding. It, yeah, it is. It is. So, uh, well, okay. So I have one other thing to tell y'all. Uh, and Marla, you have to forgive me because I haven't sent it yet. We didn't mention this on the air last week because. It, we weren't live when it happened, but when we were leaving, when I was leaving um, the um, the interview with Nick Pond West, uh, he he was so kind, you know. And Carolyn was taking pictures, right? And and it's just kind of a flurry, and he's got other places to go and all of that. And he goes, "Oh, Wendy, I'm so glad we got to sit down. It's great, you know. Please, you know, tell all your listeners um, we, um, you know, thanks for tuning in." And he said, have I given you a coin? And I said, McPon, you actually did last time I was here. But Marlon doesn't have a coin. And so he said, well, make sure that you give her this coin. So he gave me a coin for you. And it's a huge anchor with three stars. So I wanted to tell you, I, I, I haven't forgotten. I'm going to send it out to you. So Uh-huh, sure you are. And I wanted to tell all the listeners, they can look for it. And when you get it, will you take a picture of it and put it on the website? Yeah, it'll be because more with you still have it. I have it. <laughs> I just am really sorry. So I'm saying I didn't forget. I'm not going to hoard it. I'm not going to keep it. <laughs> I'm not going to auction it off on eBay. I'm not going to give it to him. Yeah, and he gave Carolyn one, too. She's like, oh, my gosh, my husband's going to freak when he sees this. Uh, that's funny. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, we were. And where are the pictures? You know, she sent me like ten of them, and I just haven't had a chance to upload them yet. So just oh, bear with man. me. I should send them to you, and if you have a chance, maybe you can upload them. Yeah, that would be a doable yeah. method of of posting. Yeah, I know. Ask for help, ye shall receive. It's like our chat room moderator today. It's awesome. Yep. Well, upcoming on the show tonight, we're going to talk about landing a job. I have gotten a couple of emails from people and there is a girl I chat with a mill spouse on Twitter who is getting ready to PCS from Michigan I think Michigan to the Banger area and she's always posting about look anybody want to hire a military spouse moving to Banger and that kind of prompted the sense of urgency to do a show on jobs and resume building and trying to find um, the best you know, in the best sources of content for you guys for the show. So tonight we have extra special with us. If you've ever visited um, the Fleet and Family Support Center, chances are, for job help, chances are you've heard of the class 10 Steps to a Federal Job. And the author of that book, Catherine Troutman, she joins us tonight. So we're very excited to have her. And you can check out her website while we're talking at resume place dot com. That's resume dash place dot com. And then later in the hour, one of the top ten military spouse friendly employers is USAA. And one of their talent scouts is actually going to be here and answer questions about what it's like to work at USAA, what kind of people do they look for? How do we find out where the jobs are at USA, all that stuff. So 
whether you need help with your resume, looking for a federal job, or you live near a USAA location, we're going to help you out tonight. So it's going to be really fun, I think. I'm just like... Sorry, I was choking. <laughs> don't choke. I didn't mean to. <laughs> don't, don't. We need like we need a webcam. I'm serious. I know. When, if, we need to be on iChat. If because if then half, you can tell when I'm going to pause and then you can talk and then I can tell when you're going to pause and you can you know. If half the listeners saw what happens to me on this side of the phone, they would die laughing because I choke on my water. I lose <laughs> the. Uh, I lose the window. All of a sudden, the chat room disappeared. I'm trying to post on Facebook. Yeah. Well, we don't have to be um, uh, live to every. We don't have to webcam the entire audience. Me and you could webcam until we get it right, and then we can invite everybody in. So, um, all right. Well, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be here with Catherine Trotman, and she's going to talk to us about like we said, some successful strategies for landing a federal job. So stay with us. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio. We'll be right back with Catherine Thomas. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment, or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA, we know what it means to serve. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. And up next is Catherine Troutman, the author of 10 Steps to a Federal Job and the founder of Resume-Place.com. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Well, I should say welcome back. You were here a couple years ago, and we're still, yeah. we're still here, still doing shows. It's great that you're wow. back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, federal jobs is such a hot topic these days. I can... I can't hardly uh, keep up with my email and phone calls. Everybody wants a federal job. Well, there's some stability in that, and so we really mm-hmm. appreciate you coming on the show tonight. And Catherine, meet Marla. Marla, meet Catherine. Hi, Hello. Catherine. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> welcome well, can aboard. You tell us, yes, welcome. And can you tell us a little bit about Resume Place? Uh, for sure. Uh, Resume Places is uh, my business, and uh, I'm one of those small woman business owners that President Obama's talking about uh, to help small businesses get more SBA loans. I just got an SBA loan only a week ago. I'm, I'm so proud, but, you know, it, it took me a whole year to get my SBA loan, so I, I wish I could have a meeting with President Obama and give him some insight on uh, small businesses and their loans. But I started my business a really long time ago, and what we specialize in is 
Uh, number one is helping people write federal resumes and apply for federal jobs, everybody, whether it's military personnel or spouses, private industry. We help federal employees get promoted and change jobs. That's one thing. The other is I write and I publish books, and a recent book is called 10 Steps to a Federal Job. So I do that. And then also I teach classes. I teach a one-day class um, in Gaithersburg, Maryland, on 10 Steps to a Federal Job. I also do a, a free uh, webinar every week that your listeners can sign up for if they want and ask questions, and I answer them. And I'm a government contractor as well. I go inside of agencies and train the federal employees on how to write federal resumes. So the, the theme here or the key word is federal resumes. <laughs> That's what I do. So if we were if we were putting a resume into chart into a Navy system and we were applying for a job in uh, resume writing, federal resume would be the number one keyword. And uh I'm also an expert in keywords. Seems like all I do is pick out keywords. Well, so that's I what like, I do. I love that you're like emphasizing keywords. It is the truth. Um, I uh, remember when I tried to get my first federal job. I worked for the Army, and um, it was just a. I was lucky enough to have a neighbor that was an HR specialist type guru person, and she tried to explain all that to me, and I was like, huh. <laughs> So that's what you are for us. You're like our neighbor, our friend, giving us the inside information on, on what it's hard. And it's hard to figure all that out from just going to USA Jobs. Oh, I know. And, you know, there's a new version of USA Jobs up now. It's been up about 10 days. And, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's fresh looking, it's light, it's friendly. But um, I, I think that it's actually a little bit harder for some people. And, you know, when you start looking at the vacancy announcements, that's when it starts looking like Greek. Um, you do need to pick out those keywords and really make sure that you get them in the resume. I was working on one tonight for Navy, and Navy is a resume system. So the HR person is going to pick out five to seven keywords out of the duty section and out of qualifications, and they're going to search for the best qualified people based on those keywords. So you know, that's kind of amazing. People don't know how to pick out the key words, so that's a problem. Marla, are you there? Yeah, sorry. My oh. phone is acting weird. I could have sworn I heard my neighbors in the phone. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Uh, if you hear me uh, disappear for a minute, it's because I ran to get another phone. Um, Catherine, what is, why is, what is it about getting a federal job that is, makes it a viable option for military spouses. I personally never would have thought a, a federal job would be doable. Um, well, if you're lucky, it's doable. I mean, if you're in the right place and you have the right set of skills, the, the federal jobs are the best that you can get because of the the benefits and the career advancement and the stability of it. And the federal agencies are usually considerate of the fact that the military spouse is a person who will stay for two or three years and then leave. So they're patient and considerate of the lifestyle of the of the family member. So the federal jobs are the best, but, you know, they're hard to get. And there's not always that many on a base, unless you're at a big base like, 
like if you're at Fort Meade or bowling or, you know, uh, different uh, Navy bases that are huge, then you're going to have more options. It kind of depends on where you are in the world. I recommend uh, the federal jobs is the number one option. And then after that, I guess contractors. You know, you do what you have to do, but I would sure make the federal process my um, – if I, do you know that I was a Navy spouse? Isn't that amazing? I had actually really? forgotten that. Yeah, I still have my ID card. I was 19 years old. And that, that picture on that ID card is really cute. <laughs> well, you know, we have a 19-year-old spouse right now moderating our chat room, Carissa. She's in there under oh. Girl Hearts of Fire. I, I just was telling Marla, do you even remember being 19? <laughs> well, I, I do. Yeah. All I remember is being confused and being stressed out and <laughs> staying up to odd hours of the night. Those are the things I remember about being 19. <laughs> well, I was in Vallejo, California. My ex-husband was in the submarine corps, and I was uh, one year in college, and he was going to go off uh, and go into submarines. And when he did that, I was going to go to college full-time. So I had a plan then, um, just like I have a plan now. So I don't really think I was all that much different. But I was young all the way out there in California, and and I remember going to different places on the base for different things. So um, I know what it's like kind of to be a Navy spouse, even though I wasn't for really long. But um, I, I think that, you know, they, they don't really know, the, the young spouses especially don't know how important, or they don't even know what, what federal jobs are. They they don't even know they exist probably. So, uh, you know, that kind of information, I guess, the Fleet Family Support Centers try very hard to get out to the spouses, but, you know, do you have suggestions on how to get the spouses to go into the Fleet and Family Support Centers to get information about the best jobs on the bases? Yes, we um, we will also post this on our website. You guys can go to your local Fleet and Family, or if you're Army or Air Force or Marine, you would go to your equivalent, which is the um, community or ACS, I believe it is in the Army, and a Family Service Center in the Marine Corps, and. Um, check out that section and ask them about their federal uh, employment um, specialist, and they'll have someone there, their resume specialist, that can can gear you guys into the right classes that are available. And if it's Navy, the classes that they teach, they use Catherine's book. So it's kind of cool she's here with us. So, um, Catherine, That's right. what, are some, what are some websites that people can go to to actually search for a federal job? I know we talked about one. Um, USA Jobs. Well, yeah, the best one is uh, USA Jobs. And then um, you can look on the Navy site, but it's actually easier if you start with USA Jobs and then then go over to the Navy site. But um, you can go to the Navy site. The thing about the announcements for the Navy Jobs that's a little bit – tricky is that the announcements for Navy are what we call the open inventory announcements. That means that they're kind of an open um, database announcement where there's no particular closing date. But still, it is a job announcement that you want to put your resume into or a database. So you go ahead and you do your best and put it in the database, 
And then, let's say you want to get a job on base in the human resources office or facilities or the morale welfare, then you would want to go to uh, the MRW or the facilities and say, I put my resume in the uh, chart database for a position in administration, um, and I just wanted to let you know that the resume is in there. I call it the uh, one-two networking approach in my book because with Navy, you put the resume in the chart builder, and then, you know, if you think somebody's going to call you tomorrow and offer you a job just because you put your resume in a chart, that isn't really going to happen. You have to put the resume in chart and apply for the right announcement and then stay proactive on the base and let people know that you're available and your resume is in the database. Did you realize that that's a good way to go when you apply for Navy announcements? No, I didn't. I really did not know that. That's actually a really cool idea because when you think about it, you might hear, oh, there's a job opening on this floor or on that floor, but you don't think to go and find out who to talk to about it. You know, if your husband comes home Mm -hmm. or your spouse comes home and says, yeah, I think they're hiring or the plan of the week had like three positions on there, you know, you might want to apply but to actually take the time to go into the building and see who, who's hiring for that position and just introduce yourself, take a moment to introduce yourself. Well, that, it's an important thing to do with Navy. You see, Navy doesn't have any specific closing dates for their announcements. It's, uh, you know, a closing date of one year from now. So it, it's not like one particular opening on one base. It's a data collection system. So you have you have to do it all. You have to put the resume in to the chart database and then advocate for yourself on the base. That's the best way to go. And you know uh, that means you know looking at the directory for the base and looking at uh, what departments there are and and finding out from your friends you know how many uh, positions there are. I mean you just got to get information. Uh, you know, with with Navy actually in particular, you really do need to do networking and talking to other people, rather than just depending on USA Jobs and the Navy uh, chart database. If you just apply to resumes and chart and USA Jobs, and you're on a Navy base, and that's all you do is apply online, I'm I'm afraid that um, they may not be calling you too soon. It really has to be proactive. That's great advice. But mm-hmm. I think we wouldn't know that otherwise because it certainly doesn't say that on the um, the website. Marla, you got a question? I do. Um, I, I'm probably a professional at common mistakes in a resume, but what are some of the most common mistakes that we make um, when creating our resume? Well, one of the common mistakes that's, that's made with a Navy website is that people will write um, a description of their job in like this, block format, one huge paragraph, and it's very hard to read, and um, people think that that's what a resume should look like, is one big paragraph of words, maybe 20, 30 lines long, and uh, that's hard to read, so I recommend for formatting and making the resume easy to read, um, put your paragraphs in five or six lines only, and then put it in a return, and then another paragraph because you want your resume to be easy to read. And then um, with each small paragraph, I recommend that you add like a, a header, a headline, or, or a keyword, 
So if you were going to apply for an administrative position on a base, the key words or headlines for the paragraphs could be um, administrative assistant. That, that could be in all caps. And then you could say computer assistant. That would be the second paragraph, all caps. And the third paragraph, all caps, could be scheduler coordinator. And then another paragraph could be customer services. So that if the HR person was tired and didn't really want to read the resume, they would see in all caps, administrative assistant, computer assistant, customer service, scheduler planner. And those words would also, by luck, be the keywords in the announcement. So you really, really want to make your resume readable so that the HR people, when they're doing the scanning with the keywords for the first query, for the first cut, of course the words are there. But then when the resume is sent forward maybe to the supervisor or the HR person looks at it, a few all-cap words will make the resume readable. So that's one trick, readability of the resume. Because they're, I have, I've heard that they're receiving up to 300 resumes for every closing date now. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. I hadn't heard the whole all-cap thing. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, call it the, I call it the outline format. I have a name for it. Outline format. And it's the sample format that I have in my book, 10 Steps to a Federal Job. And uh, that's the format that I teach when I go in and teach at federal oh, agencies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what we teach at the in the at the military yeah. bases at the Fleet and Family yeah. Sports Center. Uh, the outline format is in the book, the Job Seeker Guide. Um, you'll see it. So it's it's wonderful. Everyone loves it. Okay, I'm refreshing my memory now. Well, so how long should our resume be? Because you know, in corporate America. They say your resume should be one page, two page. Yeah, the the average federal resume is three or four pages long, even for an administrative person, because the USA Jobs format is a, is kind of a bad format, wastes a lot of space. But then um, the chart resume is better formatted, so that one could be three pages, but not two pages. The federal resume is two times at least in length to private industry. Another big mistake that people make uh, when they write their photo resumes, besides you know the readability and keywords, is that they um, they don't include any accomplishments. They just write about their duties. And um, people who um, have accomplished things, they've they've set up new programs or reports or newsletters. They they need to brag about how good they are, and uh, people are just really bad at that. Well, it's hard to talk about yourself, I think. I'm going to ask the chat room, um, if anybody has a question for Catherine, if you want to call in, we would love to take your call. We have about five more minutes with her. And um, our call-in number is 646-652-4629, or you can ask your question in the chat room if you like, and um, we will ask Catherine your question, whatever that may be. And I'm going to go over here to um, our switchboard to make sure I don't miss anybody if they call. And uh, Marley, you have a question? I do. Um, what about our volunteer experience? Should we be listing that as a special skill or just as um, community um, 
community outreach? How would you recommend putting that? Because um, I know for myself, I haven't had work experience probably in about, well, since my husband enlisted, which was about nine years ago. Um, but I have a ton of volunteer experience. Mm-hmm. Well, what you would do is um, go ahead and make a list of the volunteer positions and uh, let's say there's five or six of them on the list. Um, I would recommend that you add maybe two or three of the ones that you did the most work for and make uh, those volunteer positions work experiences. Write them up that you were the leader of this group and what you did and what your duties were. And you would also add the month and year and hours per week. Because sometimes people can get um, new jobs or get hired based on volunteer experience. So you can take volunteer experience and use it to get qualified for a job. So it's really important. But I don't know if I would put in every single volunteer position. Uh, I'd put the major ones in. So kind of um, put together your big ticket positions type thing. Yeah, the the ones that you had the longest because you don't have to add every single thing into it. You know, I was was talking to a, a young lady last night who had a really surprising story. She worked at, um, she's applying for a job as an interpreter for the National Park Service, and um, she worked at Disney World as a, you know, she did an internship, and then she was an interpreter there. And uh, this was a while ago, from 2000 until 2003. And I said, you know, I, I think you've probably done some really interesting things along the way here. I think I'd like to have a list of accomplishments. And she said, oh, yeah, you know, one, my best accomplishments was I was working at Disney World at the time of 9-11, and I was there as an employee, and I had to help empty the park and help everybody deal with what was going on up in New York. And that's one of my accomplishments. That's how I I worked with the disaster uh, preparedness and and a very stressful situation. And I said, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's an accomplishment that you can write about because it shows you work well under pressure, leadership, teamwork, safety, communication skills. So she's going to put that right in her resume, and it was not in there when I talked to her before. Yeah, that's definitely something I would have never thought of that any anything that may have affected um other people could be used towards um towards getting a job because you just never know. Well, it shows leadership, communication skills, problem solving, and you know, it's really good for today because there are so many emergencies and disasters that come up that um you might have to handle that kind of situation no matter where you work. And since she's applying for a job at another park, what if something like that happens and she's out doing an interpretation? It would be really good for her to have that training and knowing how to handle uh, the group and and uh, keep them safe and everything. So you never know what's really important to put on the resume. Another thing that people don't think about when they're writing their resumes is uh, there's a section on the vacancy announcement, a tab that's called qualifications. That's my favorite tab. And on that tab, there's always a little paragraph that says uh, qualifications must include one year specialized experience equal to the next grade level. And, well, the last part is complicated, but the point I'm trying to make is you need to prove 
that you have one year specialized experience similar to this job. Well, a lot of people, when they look at the announcements, they they feel overwhelmed and kind of don't like the announcements and basically don't even read them. But that particular section about the qualifications is, is like gold, a little gold nugget right in the middle of a long announcement. It tells you exactly what the HR person is looking for. And if I were looking at a resume, I would just be looking at that 52-week specialized experience. Then I'd go over to the resume and I'd look at it and I'd look for that one year of experience. And then lots of times, actually, I don't see it. So I have to say to my client, well, this job requires 52 weeks of doing this work. Do you have that? And lots of times they'll say, yeah, I do, but I guess it's not too clear on the resume, is it? (laughs) And I say, well, I guess not because I can't see it. Wow, that's a great point. Well, you know, you're talking um, a lot of examples of working with people one-on-one. So as we wrap up, if our listeners, you know, they let's say they sign up for the class, they order the book, but they still just want to have a personal um, consult with you, how do they go about doing that? And are you open to that right now? Are you taking on new? Um, oh clients? yeah, we we on our website um, resume-place.com, you can click on services and you'll find uh, a place to order a consultation with me or a consultation with my staff. You can order a federal resume sign up for a class. You can even sign up for my free one-hour program and ask questions. I'm doing, you know, as much as I can to help people understand federal jobs because I know it's complicated and people are kind of upset and worried, you know, that they can't figure it out. So I started doing the one-hour free program about four weeks ago, and I usually get about 40 people online asking the most amazing questions. So they can come to that. The book, The Ten Steps to a Federal Job Book, is really good. There's 24 case studies in the book of people who got hired in the government. And every case study is the before resume and the after resume. So you can see the before private industry resume and then convert it into our outline format. And the story of each person is also in the book. So I, I recommend the book very highly, very. You know, here's, here's the biggest mistake. I'll, I'll give you the biggest one. The biggest one is that people will apply to a federal job with their private industry resume. That is bad because the resume is too short. It doesn't show the one-year specialized experience probably. It does not include the keywords. It just is not saying enough information for the HR person to make a decision to hire them. So I guess I'd say that's the the worst mistake of all in going federal is that you don't have a federal resume. So, well, um, I think that your book. I have you sent me a copy of your book last time you were here, and I have it still, and I'm clicking flipping through it, and um, it's. It is a wealth of information. We're going to post the link on our website Thank so you. people can um, click right through, either to your site or Amazon. They can get it. And if you guys just want to go to Fleet and Family or your mm-hmm. um, community service office, you can go there, check out what they have on Catherine's program, and you, you can do that, or you can actually go on yeah. her website as well. So you have a lot of options there. And, you know, this is sort of like we've hit the tip of the iceberg, I feel, um, but I hope that everybody listening, if you're if you're contemplating jumping into the world of um, a federal resume, just 
stay like they you know don't get discouraged realize it's a process yes and right it's almost Absolutely. like finding it it's, it's almost like a job looking for a job <laughs> Yeah, it is a full. You have to treat it like a full oh, job. I I tell that's another tip that I say is please consider the federal job search is not just submit a resume or submit an application. It's a campaign. That's why the book is called Ten Steps to a Federal Job. Every one of my steps, I really believe, is significant to the success of a federal job search. So people should know what ten steps are. I agree. All right, Catherine. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome. People can find you over at resume-place.com, and we hope they go over there and visit you. And, and we All hope right. you'll come back on the show again soon. I will, and thank you very much, and good luck with your federal job search if you ever do one. All right. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> thank you. All right. All good right. night, everyone. Bye. All right, everybody. We've been talking with Catherine Troutman. She is the founder of resume-place.com and her book that you can look up on Amazon it's a quick Google search and we'll post the link after the show too it's 10 steps to a federal job and that is the actual curriculum they use in your local fleet and family when it comes to landing a federal job so that was like a wealth of information in a short period of time huh Marla? yes I'm a little overwhelmed (laughs) But I think that I mean she's the expert. So if that's where if if you guys are looking for trying to get a job on base and you want to know where to start, that's the expert. That's where you go and um, learn all you can. And it is a process. And um, again, it's resume-place.com is where you can find Catherine online. So up next, we're going to switch gears a little bit. And when we get back from the break. We are going to have with us, which is a really huge, big treat, um, a talent scout from USAA. And for those of you that don't know, you know USAA, you know, not only are they a bank, our favorite bank, our favorite insurance, but they are also a top ten military spouse-friendly employer. They love to hire military and military spouses. And um, tonight on the show, we are going to welcome John DePiro. And he's a 29-year veteran of the Air Force and a pilot. And we're going to, you know, his resume is long. I won't, I won't, we'll post it on our website. You guys can read all his credentials. But he's definitely um, somebody very experienced with lots of military uh, experience in his background. And I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about that. I, I worked with the Air Force a little bit a long time ago. Um, up, um, Apotech is where I worked out at Holloman Air Force Base in the desert, and I kind of miss that area. But um, So tonight we're going to talk about, you know, if you want to work for USAA and you don't know how to do it and you want to find out what is USAA looking for in terms of um, a um, candidate, we are going to share that with you tonight. So um, we'll be right back with um, USAA's John DePiro, a military talent scout. So um, hold on, we'll be right back. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals 
Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA, we know what it means to serve. Welcome back, everybody. And if you've ever thought about working for USAA, then we have the perfect person to answer all your questions. Uh, tonight, John DePiro joins us from the Talent um, Military Recruitment section of USAA. John, hello. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, John, meet Marla. Marla, meet John. Hi, Marla. Hello, John. Welcome. Thanks. So I was reading your bio, and, oh, my gosh, 29-year veteran of the Air Force, and um, a pilot at that, and I think you heard me mention, um, before we jump into the whole career thing, I just, you know, I... Um, I spent a little bit of time working for the Air Force, and I had the one of the best bosses I've ever had was a pilot, and he was a great mentor. And I don't care what anybody says about the Air Force, including my husband. I really like the Air Force. <laughs> well, I'm sure hey, glad. Hey, now, Wendy, be careful what you say. You just threw your husband under the bus. <laughs> well, you know, he's a Na- he's a Navy guy. What can I say? He's not well, he's a submarine sailor, so. One of my bosses at, uh, at USAA uh, is a guy named John Towns. He's a retired two-star admiral. So you see, we got something in common. I worked All for the right. Navy guy, and you guys work for Air Force people. So it's a it's a great Department of Defense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we are. This is a treat to have you here tonight. And um, you know, we we talked a little bit earlier about how um, the quality of life for a military family could be dependent on the military spouse's employment. Mm-hmm. And USAA is a top ten military spouse-friendly employer, and that's why we've invited you on the show and and to talk about, you know, you know what military spouses mean to USAA in terms of being, you know, a, a viable candidate for positions. So can you tell us a little bit more about why you guys are so friendly to hiring military spouses? Sure. Uh, w- you know who USA is. You know what we stand for. The you know we're you know our our goal is to be the provider of choice for the military community, um, and and it's it really boils down to who better knows the membership. Well, it's usually somebody that's been there, and the veteran and the military spouse they've been there. They they know the lifestyle. They they know what the needs are. They can speak. To a USAA member on a personal level, we've heard countless stories within USAA when somebody calls in and, and says, "You know, I'm get, my husband's getting ready to deploy," and sometimes they'll feel that maybe that individual uh, doesn't necessarily understand what that really means. Well, when a spouse gets to let that other individual, that uh, member, know and says, "Well, I." kind of do know my husband's deployed right now guess what the conversation gets a lot easier so the the individuals whether it's the veteran or the spouse which we feel are both very important to what we stand for that's one of the key reasons there's other reasons too um a military spouse 
not only knows the lifestyle, but they have made sacrifices themselves. They understand what the military lifestyle is when it comes to making a sacrifice. And they work hard. They're focused people. They learn easily. There's so many uh, pluses to it uh, that we just know it's, it's the right thing for us. Well, that's so encouraging because I know sometimes, you know, as spouses, we almost don't want to put on a resume that we're a military spouse because we feel an employer might hold that against us because they think we're going to be moving soon. So to hear, um, to be valued and and to be um, not having to worry about that possible rejection, USAA understanding, I think that that's encouraging for a lot of spouses to hear. I've had spouses ask me, should I put that on there or should I talk about it in the interview if I'm asked? Yeah, yeah. For us, we get it. Uh, about nineteen uh, percent of our employees are either veterans or spouses, and we're trying to up the numbers on that right now. We're going to continue. That's a goal of where I work in, at USAA, and so the recruiters uh, are very aware when we ask people. Uh, we even ask when you fill out the uh, profile and the resume online you fill out some specific information that tells us a little bit about your background. And we even ask if you're a, a veteran or, or a spouse. And that's that's an important factor for us when we start to look at uh, hiring people. That's great. Marla, you got a question? Yep. What types of opportunities, sorry, tongue-tied, <laughs> what types of opportunities does USAA have and where are they? Good, good question. Lots of opportunities. You know, at the at the end of the day, we're a financial services company. We have about 22,000 employees. Um, about 14,000 of those employees are in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, about 3,000 or so are in Phoenix, Arizona. We have two smaller offices. We have one in, in uh, Colorado Springs, and we have another one in Tampa. We also have a small um claims office up in the Norfolk area. That Norfolk office used to be bigger, but we we downsized it just to save money, not to cut employees because we didn't cut employees. We actually moved a lot of them. But, you know, if you don't have a a large footprint and a lot of different offices, you can save overhead. So that's kind of the layout of of USAA uh, in general. The jobs, 60% of our employees are in our customer contact or customer service. But I have to, you know, clarify some things about what customer service means to us. If if y'all have have, you know, done business with us and and Wendy, you know, after listening to you, I think you you kind of understand that we really focus on doing the right thing for the military member and the military family members. And so we train our people to a very 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 deep level when we say customer service, we, we want them to be counselors and people that give guidance and help. We're not out there just trying to sell a product. Uh, we're trying, you know, because we're dealing with people that are members of the organization. And so we train our people very well. Now, the customer service could be in, in investments, it could be in banking, it could be in insurance, or it can be in the claims part of the business where if you know you know you hope nobody ever has a problem but let's face it at the end of the day why do you have insurance in case there's an issue with a car or a right. home or something and so we train these people very well uh the benefits are great now that's just the customer service piece okay 
you whatever types of financial or insurance jobs or the support jobs that go with them you can imagine we do um we've got uh, analyst positions we've got uh uh what we call a business architect position they're kind of our change management people we have program managers we have project managers we have uh individual contributor positions we have management positions uh, they cover the gamut of anything. If you get into the insurance business, you get into underwriting, and you get into those types of things that are very insurance-specific. Um, I'm sure a lot of your spouses out there have a mortgage experience or loan origination experience. I, I would imagine they've got insurance experience. Well, they know they've got a better feel of what I'm talking about. Uh, but there's just a gamut of different jobs. However, the the one that that's the, the the foot in the door, if you will, type of a job at USAA is is a customer service position, but the benefits are great. Well, um, last spring I was fortunate enough to to go on spring break in San Antonio. All right. And I got to tour the campus. Mike Kelly oh, was good. So nice to tour me around, and um, I have to say that oh my gosh, everybody that I happened to run into is so friendly and the energy in the building was just electric and and you know you think it's a bank it's, it's <laughs> you know it's it's endurance why is everybody so happy around here um and it was really great so and i know there's not a navy base in san antonio but there's army and there's air force and our listeners are from all branches so i know that um our navy folks might be feeling a left out a little bit but um, I well, they can yes. they can come see us in Tampa. Yes, that's right, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so what recent changes has USAA been going through, and and what might that mean to the military staff? Okay, well, the the biggest change. Well, I I, I I hope you all have seen that. You know, we've got that deposit by iPhone thing. Oh, we love that. I I'm t- I tell people it's worth the iPod Touch. Yeah. Or the iPod in order to get into your USAA account online? Well, you know, it's hard to explain sometimes. People look at you like the RCA dog because <laughs> you say, so let me explain one more time. You know, you need to tell people you can take a picture of your check, the front and the back, and you put the monies in the account with your iPhone. And, oh, by the way, we have now have an app for the Droid, and we're also working on one for the uh, the uh, BlackBerry. So, you know, that's that's coming down the road. So it's pretty exciting. That's that's a neat technical change. But you know what? It's designed for the the deployed service members. It's designed to make it easier to access your money in your accounts, and that's why we do those things because it's something that the that the membership needs. Some other changes that we're going through. Um, and this this is kind of neat because we're starting, we're doing some tests, and we're actually putting some small offices in different parts of the country where a USA member can go into the office and do business there, either with a, a live person or even uh, kind of on the computer, you know, the computer interface, face-to-face type of thing. And uh, you'll see uh, more uh, USAA-specific uh, ATM machines popping up. As a matter of fact, they've just put well, one in right crazy. near my house here. 
even though we you know we we always give people their the money back on when if they uh, make an ATM draw we're, there's a lot of our membership because the membership's growing have asked for some of these things so we're starting to reach out in some different ways um, the biggest change took place on Veterans Day when we changed the membership eligibility when we decided that if you're going to be the provider of choice for the military community well that means the whole military community and you know back in 1996 before 1996 uh, USA was officers only well after 96 then it was NCOs then the next change we went through was about a year or so ago was if you ever retired you could be a member well we finally got to the point where we were ready the company was financially stable enough the technology was there for the potential growth and now USAA if you ever honorably served in the military you are now eligible for the mem for membership along with your family so that means let's say an individual that served in the Vietnam War got out after his two to three year uh, tour and he served honorably in the military he is now eligible along with his family so what does that that's mean? That's exciting. No. That's great. Thank you for doing that. Oh, well, you know what? But I saw this happen. You know, I've been there since 2002, so I've seen these two big changes myself. And since I've been there at USAA, the membership has grown over 2 million. Oh, which, my gosh. Yeah, which tells me we're doing the right things. We're still given the best customer service. And you know what? Business Week tells us we're the best at that and not just us, even though we know we're pretty good at it. But we give the best customer service, and we still have very competitive rates for all of our products and services. So we're doing something right. Now, what does that mean to spouses? Well, a couple of things. First of all, on the, the change to the uh, membership rules means we're going to start seeing more growth. With more growth, potentially comes more opportunities for hiring more people. So that means more opportunities for spouses. Also, if we start to open up, if if this idea of opening up some of these local offices around the country catches on, that's even more opportunities for spouses in other places. One of the places, now you're going to go, oh, come on, open up one near a Navy base pretty soon. But one of the ones we just opened up was right outside of Fort Hood in Colleen, Texas. And guess guess who's there? Lots of spouses. Yes. We're also doing a study right now about how else can we impact hiring uh, military spouses. It's a big study. I, I wish I could tell you more about it right now, but there, it's kind of a That's a exciting. Big, I think oh, that's great. Oh, it is. It's 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 going to be neat. I mean, there's a, an example would be, what if we opened up a, a mini call center outside a big military installation? That's an example of then being able to take advantage uh, of, of the availability of military spouses and even some, you know, veterans, whether they're retired, separated, you know, just want to stay in that area and then perhaps, you know, do something like that. So those are some of the things that are going on that I think, you know, in the future are going to have some interesting impact. Well, wow, that's all very exciting. You know, Marla, you've got to ask him about that USAA. Um, <laughs> I was just I'm like, she's got to ask it. I was like, don't let me forget. John, forgive us. We're going to go a little bit, you know, crazy now and ask you a question you might not know the answer to. Okay. Maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> Marla has this pet peeve. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, so I I am currently stationed in Annapolis, Maryland at the US yeah. Naval Academy. Okay. Just outside the main gate of the US Naval Academy, there is a USAA Midshipman Services office. Right. What is it there for and why can't we use it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Actually, one of the folks that works there is a friend of mine, uh, retired Navy Captain M.J. Sweeney. I don't know if you've ever met her, but uh, she's a military affairs uh, employee for us, and she she does outreach. There's some rules. Well, first of all, there, we have one at West Point. We have one there at Annapolis. And then the we have a regional office in Colorado Springs, so we don't really need a small office there for the Air Force Academy. But we we always the, the focus is obviously on those young officers as they're coming out of the of, out of those academies is one of the ways that we market, and so that's one of the reasons those officers are there. Now, that potentially means that at some point that those offices might expand a little bit of what their footprint is and then more opportunities might be there. You know, maybe they'll give you other, uh, you know, they'll put some employees in there which then potentially become a spouse that are there to offer member services and of those other types of things that we're doing at the other new uh, small offices that we're putting out there. I can't tell you how many times I drive, my daughter's school is just, on the other side, if you've been to Annapolis, he talks on about the this other time. side of downtown. <laughs> and every time I drive by, I'm like, dang it, I need to go to the bank. But I can't because my bank doesn't really exist. <laughs> well, let me always... ask you, that's, that's funny, you know, that's why we do all the stuff for the iPhone and everything. What do you need to go to I the don't... bank for? <laughs> I don't have an iPhone. I don't have a droid. I don't have a a BlackBerry. But do you I... have a do you have a scanner? No. Oh. <laughs> See, if you so had a I scanner, have to mail it all in, and oh. then I'm like checking my balance every three days. I'm like, yeah. is it in yet? Is it in yet? I finally, <laughs> I finally gave up, and I told my mom, I'm like, you're gonna op- you and I are gonna open a joint account with USAA, and whenever you're supposed to send me money, you're just gonna transfer it from that account. To my account. That's a great <laughs> idea. Hey, you sound like me with my kids. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, she sends money for my kids, and and she's like, but Marla, I know we've driven by a USAA, and I'm like, Mom, I'm not a midshipman. I can't do anything there. Have you been in the office? No, I keep meaning to stop by. I want to take a picture and just post it because I always rant about the office. You need to just go by and see if and, and see if MJ Sweeney's in there and tell her John DePiro said hi. That'll crack her up. All right. <laughs> I'll try to get over there this week. You okay. should, Marla. You've been saying you were going to take a picture to send me for a long time. Now you have a good excuse. You know somebody on the inside now. You can <laughs> you can say John sent me. <laughs> Yeah, be careful who you say that to. It might get you in trouble. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, so, John, as we wrap up, you know, um, our show is uh, we, we, we always want to give practical advice because we realize we don't know what stage anybody is in. Sure. Like, you know, I always say I, the iPod is worth getting just for the USAA app. I mean, seriously, it is. But you know, there's Marla's like I don't even have a scanner. So wherever you're at, you know, we want we want to. So if there's one piece of advice that you could give the military spouse who's looking for a job, what yeah. would that be? 
Okay. I say this in all sincerity and in all seriousness, the most important thing you can do is network. Network, network, network. Who do you know? That is always a help. Many companies, including USAA, like referrals. And yet sometimes you don't even know who you know. And that's the art, in my opinion, of networking. It's, all, it's obviously very important to have a good resume. And obviously the resume should speak to the specific job, not just a generic resume. Those are important things, and you should always do that. But the icing on the cake is somebody that knows you is a, always a great benefit. Does it always have to happen that way? No. If you're trying to hedge the bet, you always have a great resume. You have a great – you're easy to contact by whatever means available. Uh, you don't have silly little messages on your cell phones when somebody answers. Uh, all of those That's things are important. Like it that. is. I mean, you, you'd be surprised sometimes. You, you call somebody and they go, hey, 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 what's up? Leave me a <laughs> message. And I'm going, hey, 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 never mind. No, I don't really do that. But the thing okay, that's important. Okay, so now we're mocking Marla because I oh. have like 20 recalls and everything. Thank you. Uh oh, now I'm in trouble. See, I told you I'd get in trouble. <laughs> but the networking thing, and, and you know, there's networks of, of schools, there's networks of church, there's networks of clubs, your neighborhoods, especially in the military community. Uh, you've got so many connections out there of people you've served with in the past. Uh, family members, uh, your spouses, and their networks. There's networks that can help you. You, you mentioned, I think, uh, Wendy, uh, was it you talking about Facebook earlier? Or maybe it was, no, it was John Hancock trying to find me. He found me on Facebook. <laughs> it might have been Marla. She's our big Facebooker, too. Cool. But those are great. I use that. That's a tool that I use. So that's an opportunity for networking. And, and I will tell you, you know, you, you use that stuff smart. You, you know, always tell the spouses out there, don't, you know, Facebook, if you're looking for work, Facebook better be very professional. Uh, and it's, you know, there's different Facebook sites. You know, you can have a Facebook that's very social for you. But then that, that one that's out there uh, should be real professional uh, and speak to who you are as an individual. And, you know, because people look at that stuff, and so be careful with it. But, again, I would always tell you, work, work your network. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much, John, for coming on the show. You were very helpful, lots of great information. I know our listeners will love everything that you shared with us. Um, we love USAA. Well, I hope you, you had guys, a nice time. We, we uh, thank you for what you're doing, and, you know, God bless you spouses. I've been married to one now for almost 40 years, and uh, I wouldn't wow, have it any other amazing. way. Yeah, yeah. That's we're congratulations. Doing... That's a well, in this day and age. My goodness, you don't meet yeah. too many people that have been married that long. It's a great inspiration for us all. Well, thank you very much. All right, John. We we'll hope to see you on the show sometime again in the future. Well, I surely enjoyed it, and I'd be glad to come back. All right. Please say hi to John and Mike for us. I'll do that. All right. Good night. Bye bye. All right, that was John with USAA, and you can find job listings on USAA.com. You just go to their career section. That was John DePiro, and um, we thank USAA for coming on our show tonight and supporting our show. 
Marla, wasn't that cool? That was cool. I I'm like I I, I always I don't there. know if you're gonna be there or not. I'm like Marla, are you there? <laughs> My phone is officially dead, so don't text me anybody who might be listening. Okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was your computer. Marla sends me a text message that says battery's dying, so I don't know if that's computer, landline, or or, or phone, cell phone, what it is. So. Um, yeah, my cell phone is officially dead. <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you to John for coming on the show tonight and Catherine Troutman. Up next, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, and in our series of what to put in your Valentine's Day care package, we have um, the founder of wireacake.com dropping in to talk to us about how we can send a homemade cake to our deployed loved one that's um, in the sand, Afghanistan, Iraq, Africa, on a ship, wherever they may be. Or maybe they are just at home and you want to buy one or send one, or you want to send one to a loved one that's having a birthday or a special occasion. Sending a homemade cake is, I think, just the most creative, ingenious idea. Who thinks to even send a cake? Nothing tastes like home, I think, than a cake. So, uh Deborah's going to join us in just a few minutes, and um, Marla, are you? I'm, I'm sort of like wanting a piece of cake now that we're talking about cake. Okay. Yes, but I want to be in Huntington Beach, California, where she is right now. Yes, she is. She's in California. (laughs) So here we are, staying up late, but it's still early there. (laughs) She's at my house. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll be right back, everybody, with WireACake.com founder Deborah. Excuse me. You can check. Her website out while we're right now while we're um, getting ready to talk to her at wireacake.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Military Life Radio. Hi, this is Pat Rabby, the creator of Hey Shipwreck and Join the Navy, the cartoon. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio on militaryliferadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Wendy and Marla on Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. Deborah George, who's joining us tonight, is a hardworking mother of three who started her own Telecake nationwide cake delivery service, Wire Cake, slash HB Cake Bakery Connection, in 1987 after an unsuccessful attempt to have a cake delivered to her father for his birthday. And today, these cakes are being shipped all around the world and um, also to our service members, and I think it's just a great way to say thank you. And Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so we wanted to have her on the show to talk about Wire Cake. Deborah, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me okay? We can. I think Marla hey. can you hear. Yes, I can. Oh, We're so glad to have you on the show. Thanks for coming just in time for Valentine's Day. Well, thank you for squeezing me in. I think this is wonderful. Oh, well, we're happy to have you. Definitely happy to have you. So tell us about Wire Cake. Well, as you said in the intro, I started this business when my older girls were little. They were four and six, and I wanted to do something and still be at home with them. And I had tried to send a cake to my dad. We were living in Colorado at the time, and my family was here in Southern California. And this was back in the 80s when credit cards weren't you know, used as much as they are now. I had tried to call the, the local grocery store that was down the street from my folks' home, 
and I said, you know, can we order a cake, and then I'll pay by credit card over the phone, and you deliver it to my dad. Well, they wouldn't take the credit card over the phone. They said, well, we'll deliver it, but your father's going to have to pay for it. And I thought, <laughs> oh, you know, that's not nice. I said, it's a gift cake. So needless to say, he didn't get a cake that year, but I talked to my husband, and I said, wow, I said, this this sounds like interesting, you know, if we could organize a network of bakers. And so and so we did. Um, he came home one day with a list of 40 of the top populated cities in the country, and we thought if I started with bakers in those cities, then as people requested areas that I didn't have covered, then we would at that time contact a baker and say, you know, I'm calling from here and I have a, a cake order for you. Would you consider, you know, baking it and delivering it? And this was before Internet, too, before at least Internet for me. Um, so I used to spend my weekends at the University of Colorado Library in the um, research department looking up microfiche on um, yellow page directories across the country to look who oh had the big goodness. ads. It, it, uh, I mean, that's, that's how, you know, it's like, wow, when I think of that, the microfiche, and that, you know, took a lot of time to do. And then... Then I, you know, internet, computer, then I took a computer class, and then it, then it became a lot easier. But um, that's a lot of fun, and after all those years of doing the network, you know, with a slowing economy, it's like, well, what were we going to do? And then the opportunity came up as far as, you know, people were requesting, do you, do you ship overseas? Could you ship a cake? So it's like, well, I don't know, could we? And so I had talked to one of my bakers, in Maryland, and she was doing that, but it was um, not a full-time thing for her. She would just do a cake every now and then, and she didn't really have the proper tin and the proper packaging. You know, she was just sending them as a as a favor to her customers, and so I would start giving her orders, and I think it was a little bit too much, and it was interfering with her regular retail business. So then um, her tin supplier went out of business, and she wasn't even using real, you know, um, I wanted not real tins. She was using tins, but she was using like leftover holiday tins. So maybe they had little bears on them or little doggies <laughs> or something. So it's like, well, oh let's see what we can do and kind of professional it up a little bit more. And so I approached my baker here in Huntington. And then we had a couple of Marines in the beginning that were my test Marines. And I would be sending them cakes. And I say, now when you get it, you have to, you know, answer these questions. I would include a questionnaire. And the guys would eat the cake, and it's like, okay, did you take a picture? No. Did did you? Can you answer my questions? No. I said, okay. <laughs> so I'd have to send another cake, and I say, now you really have to pay attention. So it was a lot of uh, trial and error, and no, then um, yeah, they were excited to get a cake. Yeah. So they were like, what do you mean? Answered questions. Poor yeah. Guy. Give me a piece. Give me another piece of that cake. <laughs> that was the first thing that popped in my head. A cake. Oh yeah. yeah, you know I ate it. <laughs> yeah, and then then we sent it, then we sent another one, and I say okay. Then honest to goodness, he'd say okay. I'm sorry, you know we put it in the in the freezer to hide it, and then when I came back, it was gone, and it was like oh okay. So we sent another one. So it was um, it was funny in the beginning, but we've made a lot of changes since since the beginning, and you know I'm still learning along the way. Um, and I see someone said something in the. Um, chat room about the weather, the summertime has been a challenge. And um, we, we send the cakes, what it is is a single layer cake, and 
we, it's not a traditional cake decorated with writing and flowers because that's just going to ruin a two-layer cake decorated with flowers is not going to make it. So it's a single-layer cake, and um, the baker has his own recipes. That he, It's a scratch cake recipe. It's uh, three flavors. Then um, he frosts it with his sugar frosting, and then on top of that, he covers it with a layer of fondant. And the fondant is the rolled sweet um, frosting that you see on the Food Channel when they make um, wedding cakes. Oh, I love um, the cake boss. I yeah. like I DVR that show now. Yeah. I know all about fondant. I don't know how to make it or put it on a cake, but I know yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> well, he makes it himself, and it's it's you know some people don't like it, some people like it. The guys don't have to eat it if they don't want to. It's almost like a bubble gum texture, and it's really sweet. But what it does is. If you can picture this, it kind of acts as a little blanket, and, and it's thick, so it covers the cake with the frosting. And in the extreme summer, you know, like the temps get up 120, 130, we sometimes have had problems with the cakes. Um, as far as they get there, fine. The frosting is a little bit soft. One time the frosting was completely melted into the cake, and the, the, um, the guy told his mom, he said, oh, that was the best cake I ever had. And so the mom said, oh, great. And she tells me, and I said, oh, that's wonderful. Because I always provide a picture to the families before we send the cake so that the families will know what it looks like because they'll never be able to see it. Well, she forwarded the picture to him, and so he responds. He goes, oh, it had frosting on it? And so it's like, <laughs> So we knew that the frosting melted. But the cake was even that more sweeter because it melted into the cake. So, but you know the guys are so sweet. It's like they're they're just a bunch of sweethearts over there. And and um, if something gets a little smushed, it's like you know they don't complain. They don't care. But um, you know we we just want to make sure that we try to get something good over there. Um, but yeah, they make it. And you mentioned ships. We had um, the ship deliveries are a little bit tricky. And um, because if we miss the drop off then the cake could be sitting in a holding area or something for oh, an extra couple okay. weeks. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. so okay. we, in fact, we stopped sending them to ships because of that, and we had just had a disappointed mom and a disappointed, you know, recipient. So it's like, okay. But then um, this past um, November, we had a request from um, a sailor, and, and she wanted, because they were celebrating close to the end of their deployment, so she wanted to order some cakes. So I said, okay. So you ordered three, and I explained to her. I said, well, this is the situation. But she was on a big aircraft carrier, and so she said that they get regular on a, uh, I'm sorry, mail on a pretty regular basis. So she said, let's just try and, and see what happens. Well, they got them, and I have pictures of them on our testimonial page on at wirecake.com, and the, the cakes came out just beautiful. And um, even Christmas time, we sent a test pie to the Nimitz. And that got there in like five or six days. I couldn't believe how quick it got there, and that was enjoyed. So we'll just have to take each, you know, ship delivery. You know, I would have to talk to the family and to say, well, how long does it normally take when you send packages, and then see if it's a practical thing to do or not. Well, excuse me. I was when I was on your website, I noticed that when you talked about doing a pie. Yeah. Um, or something else. I saw this picture of this pecan pie thing yeah. that you make, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks really good. <laughs> yeah, and those travel very well. It's a pecan crostata, and um, it's we had one. Honestly, goodness, that just came back January 23rd because we sent it in November. It was supposed to be for Thanksgiving, and the the address was correct. You know, the family was 
trying to track it, and we, we said, well, let's just be patient a little longer, a little longer. Well, we ended up, you know, compensating her. But then in the meantime, I said, well, if they can't be delivered, they're supposed to come back to me. So finally, January, just a couple weeks ago, the pie comes back. And I said, oh, okay, interesting. And what was wrong with the address? Nothing. It was just one of those military mail mysteries. You know, I confirmed with oh, the family, and they said, well, yeah, that's the address. He didn't move, whatever. We opened the box. The box looked beautiful. It just maybe had a little dent on the side. But the pie looked like I had just put it in there. I couldn't believe it. It's it, not even the crust wasn't even cracked. It's like nobody wanted to taste it though because we were a little bit concerned. <laughs> After two months, we weren't going to try it. But it, you know, there was no smell. There was no nothing like it hadn't spoiled. It was really something. So that those those pies, just those two flavors. In the U.S., we can send you know the Dutch apple pie, blueberry pie, the fruit pies can travel here because it's only a couple of day delivery, you know, two days in transit for delivery. But for the 10-day trip, you know, the fruit pie wouldn't make it. So um, so it's just those two flavors that we send over. And then we also have cookies, um, chocolate chip. They're like large gourmet-sized cookies that we send. And we've been sending sugar cookies for um, Valentine's Day. So there's pictures of those on the website, too. Oh, yummy, yummy. Marla, you got a question? I was just checking those out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, they no. Um, but I don't actually bake them myself, so I'm not a baker. Um, I have my baker here in Huntington Beach that does it, so he he bakes them for me, and we pick them up from him, and uh, we just package them up here. Um, the if you see the picture of the cakes, what we do here in house is we have the edible frosting discs that we. It's actually made out of frosting. Those um, circles, they're about three and a three and a quarter inch size circle. And we have two special printers that run with edible food ink that we buy from um, a bakery supplier here in Southern California. So we can that's how we write the inscription on the cake on that little disc. Aww. And then we can put pictures on there. You know, if the family wants to send a personal picture, uh, we can put that on there. Or we have little graphics. We have the military emblems. Or just the inscription looks just fine, too, if, we, if you just have the inscription written on there. And then we also have a little gift card that goes with it that could say whatever message the family wants to say. How many um, people do one of these? I mean, I know my husband, he would just tear through a nine-inch round, no problem. Yeah. Well, the cakes, so it's nine-inch round. It's just about two inches high. And they, we say they serve eight to ten. And I had one mom, in fact, her testimonial is on the, on the um, website, she said, Deborah, she said, I'm sorry to tell you that it did not serve 8 to 10. It served 20. So I said, okay. So those were teeny tiny pieces, but he, he had enough to share with everybody. But um, if you cut a circle around the center of the cake where the little decal is and then cut the, the, the slices off of that, then you could probably get maybe 12 or 15 pieces because, you know, when most of the guys, when they get them or the ladies, they always share, and there's always enough for however many are in the unit, unless we've had a few guys that have kept the cake themselves, and they have hidden it. And um, one mom said he ate the whole cake himself in two days. I said, oh, good for him. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but you could squeeze out more. And we also have a template that I've offered to put in if um, uh, a family wants to make sure that everybody can get a piece in the, in the unit, then I'll send the template with it to show them, well, this is how you should cut it to get that many pieces out. But um, but it's nice, and they're they're really they're very good. You know, if 
sometimes we've had some in the beginning when we were doing our little testing to see how long it could stay out. You know, then the family would say, oh, are you going to test another cake? Can, can we try it now? And it's like, okay. But they're, they're really very good. They're, they're nice and moist. And, and uh, three flavors we offer, chocolate, vanilla, or marble. And, but they're all frosted the same. You know, some ladies said, oh, can I have chocolate frosting? It's like, well, the chocolate for sure in the summertime would break down. So just to be consistent, we just keep them all the same way. That's smart. And plus then it makes it easy for decorating the top too, I think. Well, yes, because the discs only come in the vanilla frosting. So it really wouldn't look so good if, you know, if I had the chocolate. And uh, the, the baker does make chocolate fondant. He, he told me that he could do that. It's like, oh, well, let's, let's just stick with what we have because I know that this works. But um, that would be something to think about maybe in the future if, if we wanted to test that out. But then, yes, then we would have a problem with a little decal is only white, so it may not look so good. But, well, um, um, but I really just good. had a couple other questions to ask you before we run out of time. Sure. Um, first off, I noticed that you have the Soldier's Angels logo on your site, and we love, I personally love Soldier's Angels. We've um, adopted a Marine before through Soldier's Angels. Soldier, I can't talk. Soldiers, Angels. So if people are listening to our show or if they catch it via our website in the or on iTunes and maybe maybe or maybe you're a military spouse like when we adopted our marine Craig wasn't deployed he was home and I thought we should be sending something to somebody in Iraq don't you think? And so he's like well how do we do that? And we found Soldiers, Angels so I think that's great that you're partnering with them. Yeah, that's a wonderful organization. We're one of the team bakers, and we connected with them pretty – once I figured out how we were doing this, then we connected with them to make sure that we got them over there. And so we accept an assignment, at least one assignment a month. And what we have on our website is a -a treat-a-troop program. And so $1 for every cake that we sell, the military cakes, goes to the monthly assignment for Soldiers Angels. So – We um, have still trying to build up the base a little bit, so I I have committed to that, so we we still do that. I'm trying to get corporate sponsors, and that's been a challenge. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea, they say to me, and it's like, okay, well, you know, where's the check? (laughs) (laughs) So, but but it's a wonderful organization, and uh, we actually heard back from one of our soldiers because, you know, when we send it, we know that, it's going to someone that maybe is in a um, a very dangerous area. You know, we're probably not going to hear back from them, and, and I understand that. But we actually, one of my Facebook pals, turns out it it was her husband that received a cake from us through Soldier's Angels, and it was like, oh, how nice. I could actually hear um, the, the feedback from someone, and so it was very nice to hear that. And we had the high school do my daughter as part of NHS, National Honor Society, so she had they had to do a service uh, project. So I said, well, I know, collect change, spare change from the kids at the high school, and then we'll put it to a cake. So we've done that um, two years in a row now. You know, they've just collected whatever the kids had at lunchtime, you know, throw quarters in, throw some would throw a dollar in, and she'd get all excited. And it was nice for the kids to know that they were doing something good for the soldiers, too. Right. Well, I wanted just to make a quick note. Our live feed's about to drop off, so the folks in our chat room, we want to just say a quick thank you for listening to us live, and we'll spend a couple more minutes in the after the show with Deborah and recap our show. But thank you to everybody in the chat that joined us live tonight. Well, thanks for having me.
yeah, our live our live feed's going to drop off, so I just want to pop in and and do that. And um, because the show will con- like we'll still continue on here for just a few more minutes, but they can't actually hear it in the chat room anymore. Okay. Is what happens. Okay. So it's corner. It's kind of like, hey, where did everybody go? <laughs> and that's, that's what happens. So okay, all right, Deborah, is it too late to send something for Valentine's Day? Um, no, we we still can. We started shipping out on Friday. Um, we had packages go out today. I have packages going out tomorrow. Um, we tried. I always try to allow a little bit more time than is probably ne- needed. Usually packages are delivered between six and ten days, so we still have that time frame to deal with before um, Valentine's Day. So as long as we get them out by this week, I think we should be safe on that. And, and it all depends on how the families help us out too as far as telling me how long it normally takes when they're um, service members receive their packages, so we kind of use that as a judge. Okay, and if people are catching this show and it's already past Valentine's Day, you can still log on to wireacake.com and order a cake. Sure can. Because, for yeah. First day, anytime. Well, thank you, Wendy. Well, thank you so have, much for coming on the show. Marla, do you have any more questions for her? I have we one more question. Um, the cookies, do those survive better, like if you were sending them to a ship, than the cake would? Well, we did that because um, we thought, well, let's just say the cookies will go. Well, we had one, and the ship was in outside of Korea, and the, the, cake, the cookies got to the location in a timely manner, but the Korean government wouldn't allow mail to be brought onto the ship, so it was like another month. And I don't know what they did, but by the time the sailor got the cookies, they were pretty crumbled up and all messy. So, you know, the mom was upset about that. And it's like, oh, gosh. It's like things that are out of our control. It's like you just don't think of. And it's like I thought that the cookies would be better to go to a ship, but it just depends. If they're if they're delivered in a timely manner, they would be okay. But if they're held up for whatever these reasons are, like another month, then um, that could be a problem. But we just take each one as it comes. And, and see if it's a large carrier, then we'll try again. And uh, I never want to disappoint my family, so it's like <laughs> I, I probably do more than I'm, I should because then I get into trouble. But uh, if it works out, that, that makes it all worthwhile, so I don't care. Well, um, I say I appreciate all of your hard work. I mean, all the behind you. the scenes that nobody sees because customer service, you know, um, is a dying art, and so when you say all of that, I really appreciate that. And to all of for all the families who, who don't always get the chance to say thank you for all that you do, I say thank you because uh-huh. I think you, um, you've made quite an impression on us, and that's why we wanted to have you on the show, and um, we are very happy that you came on tonight. Well, thank you, ladies. Yeah. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay. Good night. All right. Good night, Deborah. Talk thank to you, you on the blog and on Facebook. Oh, yeah, let us know what, what Trey says when he gets his. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I can't. I'm so excited. We have one going to our little adopted marine I was talking about um, the other day, Marla. So I need to post that picture on our Facebook page. Yes, thank you so much for sending him a cake. We really oh, appreciate it. Our pleasure. All right. Okay, bye-bye. All right, good night. Bye. All right, everybody. That was uh, Deborah with wireacake.com, and you can – Order a cake for Valentine's Day or a birthday, anniversary, any kind of special occasion over at wireacake.com. Marla. Yes, ma'am. Wow, that was we were rocking and rolling tonight, huh? That flew by. 
I know. It's crazy. We've had a crazy few last few shows. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's been really busy and really fun, I think. So um, I will post the show links over on the blog, everybody, and then also the job hunting links. I know there was a question in the chat room about that. So if you're catching the show via iTunes, all you have to do is um, look up the date of second, the 2nd of February, and that will be the post for this show with all the links to all of the guests that were on today. So thank you. To Catherine Troutman from resume-place.com, author of 10 Steps to a Federal Job. And to USAA, uh, Military Talent Recruitment, um, John DePiro for joining us tonight. USAA.com, click on Careers. That will give you the listings for careers nationwide. And Deborah from Wirecake.com. You can find her on Facebook or her website, and you can learn more about Wirecake.com and how to send your service member or loved one, or adopt a sailor or soldier through uh, Soldiers, Angels, and send them a cake that way. So, Thank you, Marla. Thank you, Wendy. I feel like, man, I don't, I'm supposed to, I have like a big day tomorrow, but I'm like wired up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better get some sleep. I know, I know. Next week I'll be calling you from Hawaii. I'm going to be with one of our listeners, Jessica. Mm-hmm. She was in the chat room. I didn't even get a chance to even talk to her. Her and I are going to meet live and in person next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be sitting here at the airport with a leg. Can you believe that? I'll be sitting here in Maryland, quite possibly snowed in with over 30 to 40 inches of snow. What? 30 that's, to 40 inches? That's the rumor right now, Next week, the this weekend into next week. I hear the Hallicoa has like a outdoor bar that maybe we'll broadcast from there. We'll have like pina coladas or something. Maybe we can eye chat next week. Uh-huh. I know Marla's like mad at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not eye chatting when you're in paradise and I'm snowed into my eyeballs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, next week I think we're going to talk space age travel. If not, we'll just have we'll just catch up on, you know, after having guests three shows in a row we might just have girl talk to you next week so we'll post that update on the website you can find that in the next couple of days all right well thanks everybody for listening marla do you want to do our disclaimer i sure can our disclaimer is that we are not a part of any official government agency the department of the navy or department of defense the views and opinions expressed here are that of our own and do not reflect any official navy policy any advice is given given is Any advice we give is strictly that of the authors, and should you require professional assistance, we suggest that you seek a qualified professional. Thanks for listening to Navy Wife Radio, My Military Life Radio, and please visit us online at mymilitarylife.com or navywiferadio.com for archive shows, showtimes, and upcoming guest information. Thank you, Marla. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week.
thinking about you Baby, lately, when I'm all alone It's just about the only thing I do And when I close my eyes 